and welcome back to Wildflower Women. My name is Megan Princewill and I am joined tonight by my very first guest person on my podcast and the crowd goes wild. <laughs> so I did not have a plan to have a guest tonight um, and I realize that you may be listening to this in the morning so I'm sorry. I always realize that I'm saying where I am currently but wherever you are I didn't realize we were gonna have a guest um, until I, I, th I didn't even know what we were gonna talk about until I was on my way to work this morning and I was listening to I believe it was a podcast by Christine Kane and I'm not really quite sure what she was talking about but in the middle of her talking I realized what we were gonna talk about and then on my way home tonight I remember that Ruthie, oh, I was introducing <laughs> Ruthie Smiley, the one and only. If you know her, you you love her. Um, if you don't know her, um, I'm sorry, but you're missing out. She is an incredible woman of God, um, just a beautiful person, and one of those people that you just want in your life. Um, she was going to help me by being my bodyguard tonight because I do real estate photography and I didn't want to go and take pictures of two houses by myself in the dark so she was gonna stop by and go with me ended up I didn't need a bodyguard because I was able to do it in the daytime so she just came by anyway but on my way home I realized that she was gonna be here and I decided I was going to ambush her and put her on the podcast she doesn't know anything she's never done this before but I felt I just felt like that was um, that it was exactly what we were supposed to do when I thought about what we we're talking about and then I thought about her being here it just kind of all made sense so um, welcome Ruthie hey thanks for having me <laughs> <My world. laughs> she, she did that so professionally that was so great I wish you could have seen it all right so uh, we are talking about, I, I feel like I might have talked about this a little bit before in another podcast, but I looked back at the titles and I couldn't find any that fit this subject. So I don't know, maybe I just mentioned it, but we are talking about the will of God. Yeah. Um, and in in life, if you've grown up, I know Ruthie has grown up in church. Um, I've known Ruthie for about eight years. Yeah, How old are you now? I'm 24 now. 24, so like you were just like a little teenager when I met you. Yeah. Oh, dang. That's a long time ago. It's, yeah. Whoa. Didn't yeah, so that. Ruthie's grown up in church. I grew up in church, and I don't know um, if you grew up in church, you probably heard just the will of God, be in the will of God. What What did you think? We're just going to dive right in. So what did you think when um, you heard a pastor or somebody in the church talk about the will of God? What did you, what did that matter? How'd that make you feel? Oh gosh, I better be in the will of God. If I wasn't in the will of God, then everything would just be a bunch of crab biscuit like it would not go well like it's just like be in the will of God and it's like okay all right I'm gonna be in the will of God I don't know what that is but I'm gonna do it <laughs> exactly yeah and I remember hearing verses or hearing pastors talk about um the perfect will of God versus mm -hmm. the permissive will of God and I I it, 
And also, then that if if you've ever if you grew up in maybe a charismatic church, which we did definitely, mm-hmm. um, where there's a lot of prophetic words and a lot of words of knowledge and mm-hmm. just flowing in the gifts of the spirit. Yeah. And we always, I know I personally always had someone saying, "God has a an amazing purpose for your life." Yeah. Um, God's will for your life is huge. You're one day you're going to, you're going to do something amazing. Mm -hmm. And I always felt like that the will of God for my life was a specific one time event. Mm -hmm. Like it was so distant. Like Mm -hmm. I, I I couldn't, I I don't, I don't know what I thought. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, I knew that what I felt like the will of God for my life was wasn't wasn't a one-time event but Mm -hmm. in my mind at the same time the way that people talked about what god had for me Mm -hmm. it was like for one you haven't arrived yet yeah you're not good enough yet you're not you're not holy enough yet Mm -hmm. you're not um spiritual enough you're not knowledgeable enough you don't know god close you're not close enough to god yeah but one day you will get there Mm -hmm. and the more i learned about god and the closer i got to god and the more wisdom I gained Mm -hmm. it was like that the will of God was always still afar off like it was it was like um kind of like the opposite of a scary movie like you know I I, I don't watch scary movies now because I'm 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 a baby and I can't do it it's too scary when I was a kid I watched scary movies all the time and they didn't bother me but now like I can't even see a commercial that is slightly uh ominous Mm -hmm. I won't be able to sleep but you know the scary movie, like when the girl is running as fast as she can, uh-huh. but in like the the bad guy is just walking, yeah. and he's like he catches up with her. It's like I felt yes. like the will of God was the opposite of that. Like I'm running as fast as I can, mm-hmm. and the will of God is just slowly still staying at a distance. Like mm-hmm. I can't catch up to it. No matter, mm-hmm. and it's not it's not running. It's not racing me. Mm-hmm. It's just no, you can't get you can't catch me. Yeah. Um. So. What I what I thought about Ruthie and I thought about her being here is Ruthie and I have had lots of deep talks. Ruthie was part of my college girls uh, AA for life. AA. <laughs> we were the AA was uh, all access. All access. All access. The inner court. Um, and we, it was a study based or a group based on Esther. Yes. Um, but we we just affectionately called it AA. <laughs> We had to go to AA, and it was, you know, it was fun. It was great um, times. But I've, I've watched Ruthie grow up. Like I said, I've known her since she was a teenager, and so I've watched her walk out her life in ministry, serving, um, being there at every turn, no matter what was going on. Ruthie was there serving, and from what I feel, I could be wrong, but I felt always felt like that was your attempt at finding that will of God, Mm -hmm. being in the perfect will of God Mm -hmm. based on what you learned growing up. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm looking at Ruthie and I know that she's, she's right where she's supposed to be. Um, because that's the cool thing about the will of God. And that's one thing that I've learned about the will of God is that we're in it. Mm. We're, we're just living in it. (laughs) Um, there's no, the will of God is not a final event. Mm -hmm. The will of God is not a final destination. The will of God is if, is every moment that you're living. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Um, every day that you wake up and you you carry on with something, if mm-hmm. your heart and mind are set on, God, whatever your will is for me today, mm-hmm. I want to do it. Yeah. Then you're living in the will of God. Mm-hmm. So how really, and I, I told you guys, she had no idea she was doing this, so I'm definitely putting her on the spot. But sometimes I feel like you get really honest answers when you put somebody on the spot. That is true. So... What do you feel, what do you, how has your mindset about the will of God changed from that little girl that just was terrified of not being in the will of God Mm. to now you're 24 and looking back over your life, do you see the will of God differently? I will say yes, definitely. Um, I think I definitely had that, no, not think, I know I definitely had that mindset of where I was like, I just don't want to miss it. Where it wasn't, I think it's kind of like opposite where you're talking about like how it's just like you're running so fast um, and then like the will of God is just like behind you like slowly walking. For me, it was just like, I'm going to run past it. Like it's like, I'm going to be like too busy and then I look up and it's like, oh, dang it, there goes the will of, wait, uh, nope, you can't get it. Um, So that's like my, that was my mindset for like the longest. It's And then it was that, you know, you're not there yet. And I was like, well, will I ever get there? And then will I ever pass it where it's like I'm outside of the will of God? And I remember um, Pastor Chris and Annalisa, I remember we were having one conversation one day. I don't even remember what we were talking about. But he was telling us about a friend of his that felt the like felt like the Lord was telling him to move to a certain spot, move like somewhere like far away. And he was like, this could be what I'm supposed to do. It's like, I think this is the Lord. I'm pretty sure this is the Lord. But it's like, what if I'm wrong? And then he was just like, you know, the Lord is sufficient enough that if you miss out, like if this, you just turn out like this isn't him, like you heard him wrong or something like that, then he's sufficient enough to just fix it and put you back where you're supposed to be. And that's kind of been like my thing for like the past few years where it's like, if I miss it, like, yes, I mean, like, it's not like, it's not the end of the world, Mm -hmm. but it is like that mentality of waking up every single day and being like, okay, Lord, what do you want to do today? Like, how can I serve you today? Like, making my yes my yes. Like, it's like, okay, what are we going to do? And like, I mean, like, when I was in ministry, I was like, this is where I'm going to be for the rest of my life. It's like, I love youth. I love college. Like, I am completely content on where I am. And then, like, the Lord was like, okay, it's time to go. And I'm like, no, this is not your will. Like, what are you? Like, no, this is like, no. It doesn't make sense. Your will, yeah, it doesn't make sense. It's like, your will is for me to be right here. And now you're telling me to go somewhere else where I have no idea what I'm doing. And I'm like, now I'm, like, about to move to Birmingham, working at a garden shop. And, like, it makes no sense at all because I don't even like plants. (laughs) I'm like, I am not a plant person. It's like, here we are. And I'm like, this is so crazy, but I feel so much peace. Mm -hmm. It's like, I am scared because it's like I'm making, like, adult decisions and stuff. But it's like. For now, like, this is, like, what the will of the Lord is for me right now. Now, what it's going to look like in a few months, like, a few years from now, I have no idea. But I think it's just, like, the greatness of, like, waking up every day and being like, okay, Lord, what do you want to do? Yeah. Like, and that living in the reality, like, you were saying that the will of the Lord is right now. Like, it's right. not something, like, so far off where I will never be able to attain right. it. I, it's like, I'll never get there. I'll never be spiritual enough to mm-hmm. get it. But it's like... It's my every day. It's saying yes. It's like, what do you want to do? Like acknowledging him and being like, okay, so what are we doing? And do I miss it? 
some days I know I'm like, I look back and I'm like, dang it, Ruthie. Like that was like, he just like set you up. Like the ball was like right there and I just totally missed it. Um, so yeah, that's just my thought about it is like, it's definitely changed to where it's not like something that I can miss, but it's something that I can choose to live every single day and walk it out. And I don't have to be like super spiritual to get there. It's like, he's going to meet me where I am and then we're going to go from there. Yeah. So I love, like that was... I love that, Ruthie. I wish you could I really wish sometimes that you could see, like, faces, but then at the same time, sometimes I do this in my pajamas, so I'm glad that you can't see my face. But, anyway, now, I I love that, I love that you have figured that out at 24, because I'll be 37 in February, and I, I think I was definitely close to 30 if not already 30 by the time I figured that out Mm. um because I grew up I grew up in church with people that they were they you know they were speaking into my life you know encouraging me but Mm -hmm. a lot of times you don't realize if you don't realize how things come across when you're saying something and so while people thought that they were by telling me God had a great plan for my life and one day I was going to do something mm-hmm. important. They thought that they were saying something that was encouraging to me, but what they were really doing was making me feel like, I mean, that was something like Satan was twisting everything because yeah. he knew my personal struggle of not feeling like I was enough. Mm-hmm. So every time somebody said that all the way up until my thirties, you mm-hmm. know, um, when I finally have in the last probably five or six years, I've gotten to the point where I'm like, if someone comes to me like, oh, I see the anointing of God on you. God's going to do, you got, you're going to do something amazing one day. There's this for you. God's got this. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm walking in it right now. Mm-hmm. Like I yeah. not, you know, disrespectfully, yeah, obviously, yeah. but it's a, no, I can't live my life mm-hmm. th- in a way that I'm, 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 I can't live so focused on that future Megan yeah. that I forget there's a present Megan who mm-hmm. has the opportunity to minister to people. Yeah. And realizing that the will of God for your life, mm-hmm. I know this is going to sound crazy, but I don't feel like the will of God for our lives is about us. Mm-hmm. The will of God for our life is about Him. Yeah. And when you can look at it that way, mm-hmm. that you say... God, what is, how, what is your will for me? And, and how am I going to bring you the most glory? Mm-hmm. That it's like it, it, it takes so much pressure. I've said it before in other episodes where it's like, sometimes if you can just look at things like, mm-hmm. oh God, this is about you. Mm-hmm. It takes the pressure off of me. Like oh my it, gosh. it yes. takes the pressure off of us. Like mm-hmm. where we don't have to like, well, okay, God, this is this is all about you. So, if I if if I'm not perfect, yeah, I can't I can't help that. Mm-hmm. I'm putting that the, the pressure's on you. It's 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 about you, mm-hmm. and we're gonna make it happen. But mm-hmm. I don't have to be perfect because I can't be because you yeah. are. Yeah, you know, and um, just the, the, realizing that the will of God, the perfect will of God, mm-hmm. is about Him. Yeah, and it's like. It makes it to where it's like, I don't have to figure out what I have to do. Mm-hmm. 
I don't have to look at it and stress myself out because I'm not doing the best thing. Yeah. I'm not I'm not there yet. I'm mm-hmm. not in that place in that far off place that they've talked about. I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not there. It's like, no, the perfect will of God for my life is about God. Yeah. And God isn't going to not use me. Mm-hmm. He's not just going to forget me. Mhm. Until day one, what mm-hmm. I I can't. There is something afar off. There is a there is a Megan. There is a Ruthie. Mm-hmm. Twenty years down the road, that we don't know yet. Yeah. There is a there is something that we will be doing that we don't know. Mm-hmm. But it's what we do mm-hmm. in the everyday. Yeah. The everyday perfect will of God mm-hmm. that will prepare us mm-hmm. and give us the wisdom that we need yeah. to be that. Mm-hmm. But when we focus so much on that final picture, we miss all of the education that God is giving exactly. us and the revelation yeah. in the day-to-day. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a verse in Romans, and I was talking when I wrote this down, and so I, I can't remember where it is. I think it's Romans 12-something. I told you guys I'm horrible. I told last time I'm not I'm not a, a reference person. I know the Jesus book. I know scriptures, but I have no idea where they are because I can't remember numbers. The Jesus book. I'm weak. I love it. That's what I call it, the Jesus book. Um, But in Romans it says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but Mm -hmm. be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Mm -hmm. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's perfect will is. What, what what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Mm-hmm. But I love the beginning of that because it says, do not conform to the pattern of this world. And when you think about um, that feeling of I have to, my, the perfect will of God is far off. Mm-hmm. It's a goal. Mm-hmm. The, the pattern of this world mm-hmm. is such a goal mindset. Mm-hmm. You know, there's always all these like, get your planner, get your goals, write down your goals, write down your vision board. Those things are great. Yeah. But that's the pattern of this world. And so we can so oftentimes be conformed to the pattern of this world Mm -hmm. that we look at our life in Christ as if it's going to follow the pattern of the world. But the the pattern of God's life for us is is crazy. Mm -hmm. We have no idea. It's one thing I've learned in the last few years is that you literally... You don't know what God's doing. Mm-hmm. You never know what God's doing. You can look at your situation and you can say, oh, okay, okay, this this turn in the road here happened. Oh, I know what God's going to do. And then all of a sudden you're turning back and going a different direction. And mm-hmm. you're like, wait, that's not what I thought he was going to do. Mm-hmm. Because God does what he wants to do because he's God. Yeah. Um, but like you were talking about the person who said, should I move here or should I not? There's so... There's so much peace when you know that even if you miss it, mm-hmm. even if you do the wrong thing, if yeah. even if you even if you take a step that you weren't supposed to take, you have the reassurance yes. that God said, I'm working all things together for your good. Yeah. And it's just that peace and knowing he's not gonna let you miss it. Mm-hmm. He's not there's a there was a purpose, your life was written. Out. He knew every moment of your life before you were born. Mm-hmm. He wrote out the plan. He knew when you were going to miss it. Mm-hmm. But he said, that's okay because I'm going to do this here to get her back here. Exactly. I'm going to do this here to get her back there. Yeah. And so it's like feeling that, uh, that that was for me. Like you said, I I was terrified. I'm going to miss the will of God. Mm-hmm. I'm going to miss it. I am going to miss it. And somebody now that was something that I did um, learn 
younger. Um, I was probably early teens, but um, I don't even remember who told me, but I've stood on it since then, was if all you want is the will of God, mm-hmm. he's not going to let you miss it. Yeah. And that was such a peaceful, because mm-hmm. I was like, no, that's definitely all I want. But then I still felt like it was so far off. Mm-hmm. I still felt like it was something that it was an event. Mm-hmm. And just realizing, and that's what I wanted to say tonight. Um, and I, I felt like, I, like I said, I felt like Ruthie was supposed to be here because I, I know, I know where her life has gone. I know that, <laughs> like, I know she's doing something that is complete. Like when she told me she was working at the the plant shop I was like wait what <laughs> you're what did I surely the phone interfered with the communication here you're, she doesn't even like plants I didn't even no. like I didn't even know you like like why did you even put an application there how did you even get there I like, did it <laughs> so like knowing that like I know I know that <sighs> what I've known of her life but then knowing what she's doing right now it definitely doesn't look like mm-hmm. you're. This is where you're gonna end up. Like this is where I was. This is what I was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, knowing that God's got you there for a reason. Yeah. There's you know people come sinners by plants. <laughs> you know who who knows who's coming in. Yeah. But that was one of those things that I, I wanted. I wanted. I wanted Ruthie here for this. Like, I wanted to talk to Ruthie because I wanted to get her perspective because she is a, um, I was a lot younger than me, but I feel a like... A lot younger. I, that, that made me feel really old. So she's not a lot younger than me. <laughs> I'm not a lot younger. You're not a lot. Um, but you are in a different generation. So, yeah, well, I guess technically else. we might be in the same generation, but I do not claim my generation because... Neither do I. Yeah, so there you go. We don't claim our own generation, but <laughs> either way. Um, but I just, I, I wanted to say that. That was the, that was the thought that I wanted to, to get out is to encourage you that the will of God, if you're wanting the will of God for your life, it is not a one-time event. Mm-hmm. The will of God for your life is an everyday thing. And so if you've been feeling discouraged that you're not doing what you think you're supposed to do. If you're not doing what you thought you'd be doing. Ruthie, what did you think you, if when you were a teenager, what did you think you would be doing at 24 years old? Oh, gosh. I think, I think, oh, wow. I think. I think. I'm thinking over here. Um, No, I think I wanted to be a teacher. I wanted to do something with kids because I love kids. Yeah. So I thought I was going to be a teacher for the longest and then it was like, nope, I'm not doing that. Well, it's like, I, it's you know, like, you know that thing where it's like, we play and God laughs. So it's like, I thought I was going to be a teacher. And then I thought I was going to be working in ministry. So now I'm just like, you know what, God, you just, you just let me know. I'm just going to sit back and enjoy the ride and, you know, do my part, be available, draw close, and then let him do it. But I thought I was going to be a teacher. So, when I was a teenager, I thought I was going to be an actress. And I thought I was going to be on Broadway. And um, 
in movies. I really, really, and this is gonna sound crazy, but I really wanted to be in Lifetime movies. And I really wanted the sweet ones or the scary Lifetime. Like just Lifetime movies because they were so dramatic. Like I was like, this just seems like the funnest thing to act out. Um, or Hallmark movies. Although uh-huh. when I was a teenager, I don't remember there being Hallmark movies, but that type of movie. Uh-huh. Um, and then God shook my world when I was 18 and called me to ministry, mm. which I always felt like I was going to be a ministry. Mm. Um, but I didn't want to be because mm. I, I just thought that was the most miserable life. I, I never understood why people were like trying to, to to jump into ministry, like I was like, wow, this is this seems like a miserable life. Like mm-hmm. people are always wanting to wanting you for stuff, and and you don't get to drive nice cars. Of course, now I mean, ministers now got you know you got televangelists who are making millions. But <laughs> when I was a kid, you know, just the, growing up, it just didn't seem like they lived a very glamorous life. And I wanted to be a movie star, so mm-hmm. that was glamorous. Yeah. Um, but then. I was a youth pastor for many years, and then I was a receptionist for five years in a church. I was not doing the ministry that I felt like was the will of God for my life. And in so many moments in me sitting at that table, that receptionist desk, and people coming up to me and telling me, God's got a great call on your life. You are going to do something amazing. And like, then what? Because all I'm doing is answering the phone right now. Like, this isn't really anything. Um, and even now, like, I, I do drug education, and which is great, but I can't preach. You know, I can't go into a school and say, hey, you don't need drugs, you need Jesus. I wish I could say that. You know, or you, look, you just need Jesus, period. <laughs> um, I wish I could say that, but that, I can't. I, that's, you know, it's not... It's not allowed, honestly. It, I'm funded by the government, so I can't go into a school, and just the way that schools work. That so it's it's like I have to I have to put it in where I can, mm-hmm. and I do. I'm I'm I sneak it in there, but it's like even now I feel like, God, how am I how am I gonna get how how is all this gonna work together? Um, but stepping back and like I said realizing several years ago realizing the will of God for my life is an everyday thing Mm -hmm. it's not a one-time event and making a conscious decision Mm -hmm. to love people Mm -hmm. making a conscious decision to ask the cashier before I walk away do you know that Jesus loves you if I see a random person in the store and I have an opportunity to talk to them, if I if I talk to somebody for more than thirty seconds, and they're they're paying attention to me long enough for me to say, "Hey, do you know that Jesus loves you?" Just taking that and knowing and believing and saying, "Okay, God, I don't know what my future looks like. I've had a whole bunch of curveballs. I'm not doing what I thought I would be doing at thirty-seven. I I I you know all those." prophetic words, I thought I was going to be an international evangelist by now, Um, but I'm not. So, okay, God, what I can do right now is love every person. If I stop at this gas station and I have a chance to talk to somebody, I'm just going to believe that this is your perfect will. Mm -hmm. If if I have a chance to talk to somebody, then I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. And this is your perfect will for this moment right now. Mm-hmm. is because this person is in my path 
and they need to know that you love them. So encouraging, that's what I wanted to do tonight is to encourage and to say, don't look at where you are. If you're not where you thought you'd be, if you're not where you just assumed that God was going to take you. Mm-hmm. Don't be conformed to the pattern of this world. That is the first step in being in the perfect will of God, is to not be conformed to the pattern of this world. Mm-hmm. Don't fall into the things of the world. Set your eyes on Him and trust mm-hmm. Him. Let Him renew your mind. Because mm-hmm. when He renews your, your mind, it all goes back to Him. It really honestly is just about Him. His perfect will is just about him Mm -hmm. and about how you allow yourself to be used by him. Now, I will say, don't just sit back and not do anything. That is part two. That is part two. (laughs) We'll come back to that one, I guess, um, because we're out of time. But just don't be discouraged. Yeah. Look for for the will of God in your everyday and and do it. Mm. It's, It's not... And remember... It's not about you. <laughs> it's not about you. If you have if you if you have looked at your life and you felt like you just weren't good enough, then take your hands off of it and say, "Wait a minute. The will of God for my life is about him mm-hmm. and how I bring him glory." Yeah. And it makes it a whole lot easier. Amen. Anything you like to say, Ruthie? Go read Psalms. Or Proverbs. I'm just thinking of like the verse where it talks about the lilies of the field and it talks about how Jesus just takes care of everything. And it talks about don't worry, cast all your cares on him. I mean, he's got it all. Like there's no there's no sense in worrying about what you're supposed to do. And also, like Meg was saying, don't miss the God moments because they're always there, whether we realize it or not. Like the God moments are there. Just don't miss out on them because they're a lot of fun when you realize that they're there and you you know, act on it. That's it. Ruthie just quoted the uh, the th- the theme scripture for Wildflower Women, and she didn't even know. She's never even heard a podcast. <laughs> she's never listened to my podcast, but now she's on one, so now she's going to have to listen to them. So thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing this uh, time with us. Um, thank you to my very first guest on my podcast, Crowd Goes Wild Again. Wow! This crowd. I know, they're awesome. <laughs> Uh, so thank you. Have a beautiful day. Um, whether it's our, our night on your way to work or on your way home from work or wherever you are, just know that I have really enjoyed our time together. I'm thankful for you. And if no one's told you today, you are loved. Bye.